Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. My name's Lorena and this is The Pooch. Episode 15. Happy days. Uh, I've got a sleeping toddler in the other room, so let's see how we go. Let's hope she doesn't wake up. I feel like she's trying to fight this day nap and I swear to god I don't know what I'm going to do once we have gotten rid of naps altogether. I don't have the energy to function without her sleeping during the day at this point especially being pregnant holy shit anyway uh, today I wanted to talk about being the default parent and how it fucks with our identity Um, there's a lot of information out there about default parenting I'm I tried to work out who kind of coined the term to credit them but it's there's so much out there. You go through any basically mum-related content on social media and you will read something about being the default parent. I first heard it on The Mum Room, which is another podcast which I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not actually sure who coined the term. So I hope that, uh, yeah, I'm not stepping on any toes. <laughs> but so, so let's have a little before I want to... Before I get started, I just want to disclaim or have a bit of a disclaimer and I'm not going to go on about it too long because to be honest, I just don't want to be so apologetic all the time when it comes to talking about the struggles that we deal with as particularly as new mums. Um, the de- the disclaimer is that the default parent situation is no fault of the default parent or the non-default parent. We know that uh, typically you know, if there's a situation where there's a default parent, we are comparing ourselves to a non-default parent. So normally this is a relationship between two people. Um, And I'll describe default parenting in a second, but I just want to say that anything that I'm going to talk about today is not about putting blame on the non-default parent. Um, I don't want to go on about it too much, like I said, because once again, I'm just, I'm really tired of going lightly on struggles so as not to offend um and in this case so as not to offend the non-default parent it is what it is and hopefully my audience um are people that kind of resonate with me if 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 you're listening to this and you think oh you know poor you you have to do all this stuff your poor partner you know let's just ignore all the stuff that your poor partner has to do you're not the default parent so so there's a chance you're not going to get it okay so um we know it's no one's fault I'm just not going to go lightly for the sake of not making people uncomfortable. So default parent. Basically, the way I describe it is, is the parent who, I guess, carries the bigger parenting load um, or particularly carries the bigger mental parenting load. 
So it's not that the other parent doesn't do things with regards to parenting. Um, They might, you know, be responsible for dropping the kid off at school, uh, packing lunches, whatever it might, but whatever it might be. But a lot of it has to do with actually carrying the mental load and being on top of everything all the time. Uh, It's the person who is typically assumed to be in charge of the baby or the child, um, as well as the household often, (laughs) and everything surrounding it. So by saying by by saying I'm you know you're assumed to be in charge is that it's it's kind of a given that you are you kind of have it sorted uh, you know what needs to happen so the other person can not necessarily carry the thinking that has to go behind getting things done particularly for the child um, and like I said often for some reason that comes with the household I think part of that has to do with that typically the default parent does. Uh, well not typically uh, let, let's say very often the default parent is also the parent who has spent maybe a little bit more time at home and I think I'll talk about that in a sec but I think that's how you kind of fall into being the default parent in the beginning um, and as a result you know you're kind of on top of laundry you're kind of on top of the groceries what's in the fridge that all that kind of stuff so it's kind of that assumed you know you got your you got your shit together you know what's happening so the other person doesn't need to think about it as much. Um, the default parent has knowledge of everything that needs to happen and it's always front of mind. So it's very much you could literally ask them, you know, what's happening this week and they will know, well, we have an appointment tomorrow and we've got this on and blah, blah, blah and swimming's on this Friday and da, da, da. like there's they can literally rattle off the stuff that needs to happen and often they have to be, as a result... They are thinking very, very much in advance. So they're thinking, okay, well, we've got swimming this Friday. We need to get swimming nappies next time we do groceries. And da, da, da. Like it's always all this information that sits in the front of your mind. Um, how do you know that it's you? I guess if you haven't experienced any of those things already, it's possible that it's not you. But, you know, some, I guess, key experiences that the default parent would have, uh, you know, the typical bringing attention to the other parent when you need to leave the room. So saying things like, oh, I'm just going to um, have a shower. Can you watch the baby? Blah, blah, blah. So having to bring the attention to the other parent and almost double check that they're going to do what you assume um, needs to be done. And and that, like I said earlier, like I said, I'm not going to go on about it. It's not the fault of the other person. It's not saying that I knowing – I'm not saying that I – know with all confidence that if I was to just go and jump in the shower that my daughter would be abandoned that's not at all what I'm saying but what I'm saying is that there is a bit of a because of the sense of being kind of the primary parent in a sense there is that feeling that you have to hand over you know there's that that kind of like I'm just clocking out for a minute so I need to alert you to that I need to bring it to your attention just in case so uh knowing all there is to know about the baby or the child whether it's their food what they're you know what they're into at the moment what they like what they don't like what they can and can't eat all the stages particularly when you know the baby's younger all the stages of development you're kind of looking into everything um knowing how many nappies are left (laughs) you know uh, do we need to go and buy more nappies you're kind of keeping track mental track of that it's it is, you know, a situation where 
you're on top of the appointments that need to be had, routines, um, basically knowing everything that needs, knowing when they last did a poo, knowing, you know, hmm, you know, their nappies not wet, but they had this much to drink earlier in the day. Like you're really consciously on top of everything and you, you have all that information, like I said, at the front of mind. And another way that you know it's you is that there's an assumption that you've got it covered. So, you know, um, there's no real need to check with you, for example, if, you know, um, I don't know, next week when you have a meeting at work, is there anything that we need to do collectively to sort out what the baby's doing while you've got this Zoom Zoom meeting or whatever it might be? It's just assumed that unless you say something, you've got it covered. Um, a lot of parents, <laughs> default parents, uh, experienced that during lockdown. It was just like we, you know, we had to attend meetings and we had to do all this stuff. There was no um, childcare or any, you know, support really running during that time. And unless you actually said, excuse me, someone, can you help me? I have a meeting at this time. There is kind of like that sense that, you know, you've got it sorted. Um, you know, also things to do with, you know, if the non-default parent wants to make a plan, there's never a question of, well, who's going to look after the baby kind of thing. It's just like, well, obviously that's you. So if the non-default parent is like, oh, you know, I need to, I've got a catch up with a mate on the weekend or um, I want to go and play some sport or whatever it might be need to go do a bit of shopping so I'm gonna I'm gonna duck out you know on Sunday afternoon or whatever um, it's kind of there's no real question about so are you free to be with the baby like that bit's almost left out of the discussion it's like well it's a given that the baby's going to be with you it's a it's obvious that it's going to be with you so you've got it covered yeah as in there's no real question that anything needs to be arranged if the non-default parent needs to duck out or remove themselves from this situation because you're already going to be there. So before I talk about identity, I just want to quickly cover, I guess, how how you become a default parent. I don't know, to be honest. I've Like I've tried to see what other people think about this. And in my opinion, naturally it happens from very early on um often it's the parent who took parental leave you know um and in most cases that ends up that is a mum um in most cases and so you know in my case I'll share how I became the default parent in my case began from birth because had the baby then I was in hospital with her for five days and from the minute she was born I was being asked questions about everything to do with her um, and it was assumed that I knew. I was f- so freaking tired. I was four days into labor and ended up having an emergency cesarean. I was absolutely smashed and I remember um, because I had a cesarean, they kept us in hospital for for five days. And I remember the nurses coming in, you know, every so often going, okay, so when did the baby last feed and for how long? And I'm like, you think I'm tracking time? Like I, as a result of that, because every single nurse would come in and ask me, and I'm not saying, like, obviously they need to know, they're concerned for the baby. But I was so dead 
that I there was no chance in hell that I knew which you know which boob I last fed from how long I fed from how long I fed how you know um how long ago or how long in between I was time was completely a blur to me so I started becoming really like paranoid because I kept being asked this question and I was like I don't know I don't know so I started writing it down and then I found an app that helped me track it and then I became a little bit obsessive with tracking it because I was like I need to be on t- I need to know everything I need to be on top of it and I remember one time my mum kind of saying to me you know you can just feed her without you know collecting information about like she was a few months old and I was still tracking it on this app on my phone how long she was feeding which boob did she last feed from all that kind of stuff and it was just such a sense of like I need to I need to be on top of it I just need to be on top of it because if I don't I'm neglecting her and it sounds so crazy now to me but I remember that it was just this sense of if I don't know who else will kind of thing so right from birth you know five days in the hospital from the very beginning I had to be alert and you know obviously I'm the one that's stuck there with her so I am the only one that can possibly know how has she pooed yet has she done her first poo how how, you know has she slept has she fed has there's no one else to be answering those questions and I feel like you know flowing on from that it just becomes this experience where you are just instantly automatically on top of things so parental leave like I said became you know for me a big 12 month chunk of time where that just continued on I was on top of everything I noticed every tiny little thing in her I was I don't know if it's nature or if it's me but extremely observant if she flinched I would you know I would notice it if she sneezed I would be like oh she sneezed once now it's twice I'd I'd have a mental track like I said I don't know if it's nature I don't know if it's you know my attention is brought to that for the sake of my baby's survival or whatever it is but it was just a constant awareness of her every single I don't know experience bodily function everything and you know um, also like you know keeping a mental note of her milestones and being aware of absolutely every single part of her that you know I didn't miss an appointment I was so aware of you know her immunizations and and you know when's the last time we saw the doctor do we need to go make another appointment it's just everything you have to be the one that's you know attending the appointments because you're the one that knows what to tell the doctor so it's been rare that she's been to the doctor without me present and when she has attended a doctor's appointment without me present I'm typically on the phone because I'm the one that knows what's happened and why and why she needs to go and why we need to discuss things with the doctor and then the doctor whether I'm the one there or not the doctor will turn to me and say make sure Lorena that you're keeping track of xyz so that next time we meet up you can feed back to me so all these things just make you begin I guess to become the default parent because you are the one that people go to for for answers so how I think it's affected my identity or or really contributed to the struggles that I had becoming a mum and trying to work out who the hell am I now in this new persona that I'm supposed to fit comfortably in um 
is just, you know, the having to be always on top of things and feeling a sense of constant responsibility and constant concern for, you know, what's happening right now, how that's going to impact the future. Um, And, you know, I guess having that sense of, like I said, like that sense of responsibility just makes me feel like I am now this kind of strict, rigid, boring person that is not how I would naturally describe myself. Um, having to be kind of always mentally on top of things and prepared, um, thinking in advance, always thinking, you know, in a very planned and coordinated way. And I'm in no fucking way an organized person, please don't get me wrong. But still, when you have a kid, you just have to be a level of organized that you've never thought of before. Simply leaving the house. If I want to leave the house, I have to think, how long are we going to be out? You know, what's she going to eat when we're out? I am not the mum that is on top of snacks and all that kind of stuff. As in, then, you know, there's nothing special, but I'm still thinking we're going to need some snacks. We're going to need her water. We're going to need this. We're now in toilet training mode, so we're going to need to bring spare clothes. I, I can't be the parent that goes, oh, well, let's just see what happens. Oops, if she wets herself, then we'll solve the problem then. I can't be that parent because I have to... I have to think about the consequences of that. So like I said, all of these these things that I now have to be by default because this role has landed on my lap makes me feel completely boring, strict and rigid. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. The sense of being boring, I think for me personally, that is, like I used to say this all the time, you could say anything about me and I'd be like, yeah, well, that's your opinion. But if somebody described me as being boring or too serious, that that is a, that is my biggest um, worry. Like, not worry, that's my biggest... I don't know, that, that's the thing that chips at my, my ego and my sense of self the most because that's the last thing I would ever want to be and suddenly now I'm finding myself feeling those things about myself. Um, and I feel like I'm the serious one. I'm the one that can't be fun because um, I have to worry about consequences for my daughter if I'm not following through with something um, or consistently implementing something or you know, I'll be the one that in the middle of the fun is going, you know, you need to have a nap because if you don't nap now, then think about the sleep tonight and it will affect your sleep during the night. And, you know, I'm I'm the one that has to think that way because I know that if I don't, she won't necessarily nap or she'll nap too late or she'll nap, you know, much closer to bedtime. And it just becomes this, if I like, there could be a very, much a sense of control in that like if I let go what what would happen but I'm just not willing to let go because what would happen is that it would impact my child and that is something that's really hard to 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 kind of gamble with I guess um but again like I said it makes me feel completely like the one that's no fun the one that's too serious you know if we're running late I'm the one that has to go right we have to stop playing and we have to do this. We have to get dressed quickly. I'm the one that feels a bit frantic because I know that, you know, if we go out somewhere, for example, I'm I'm so conscious of the fact that I know roughly what time she's going to get tired. So if we go somewhere, I consider when is she going to get tired throughout the day and what's the best time for us to be traveling. If I'm going to go, for example, for a day out into the city, I personally prefer her to have a nap in the pram when we're in the city giving me a chance to rest or walk around calmly versus her falling asleep on the train on the way to the city because then by the time we get there I have to wrestle with a toddler that doesn't want to be in a pram so just that simple example is is how I have to operate my way of thinking constantly I am not a routine person I've mentioned this many times but routine still has to exist and I am you know, less likely to break a routine that we have kind of tried to work on because again, I'm, I'm thinking about the future. So, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not entirely a routine person, but the the example I just gave, you know, I'm thinking about, I know she's going to want to have a nap, but I also know that if the nap starts too late in the day, it's going to impact her sleep later on. So I'm the one pushing and implementing that she needs to nap I guess earlier in the day um so being the default parent has I guess made me lose a sense of spontaneity and freedom and being carefree which you know all the things that are synonymous with not being a mum like if if there's any you know it's that sense that you can really you can really do what you want to when you feel like it it's that Um, In my books, you know, the best plans, the best times I've ever had out with friends or or anything like that is when there is little kind of pre-planning and it's, you know, we'll spend the day at the beach and then 
you know, we're going, you know what, I could feel, like I could go out for a couple of drinks and then, you know, the beach turns into a couple of drinks and then you end up going out and you just have a great night. And that to me, those kind of ad hoc, spontaneous plans where you haven't really super organized everything and forced yourself into the mood, but the mood just happens and like, it's a great time with your mates and they're the, they've always been the best plans to me. And that is just so far from my reality right now if I ever wanted to go out or do something that is for me I as the default parent have to overly coordinate everything um, is you know from who she's going to be with to what she's going to do during that time what she's going to eat I'm thinking about what time I need to be back so that I don't stuff up you know certain things for her what time I need to be back so that the person who's with her is not impacted etc um, my first time going out I remember I think she was about well, I want to say like four or five months maybe um, it took me a while to go out I feel like in my I don't know in my opinion that was a long time but it's my first time going out I went very close like I was probably 20 minutes away from home um, I did go by train which made me nervous because I was like I can't really you know up and come back home but I wanted to have a chance to have you know even a one drink with my um, my sister and, and a couple of friends and I got there and within kind of an hour and a half um, I found out that she was my daughter was sick and you know I would have been upset if no one had told me I would have been really really frustrated because I feel like if no one had told me then I would have been more scared to go out the next time because I'd be like, I can't trust that people are going to let me know that she's not well. But at the same time, finding out that she was sick, there's no way that I could not be with her. So I basically, within two hours, I was back home. Um, the guilt of not return, like it's, it, for me, it's not a question, especially at that stage, you know, she, I don't, why was she sick? I'm not sure. She threw up. Um, but yeah, the guilt of not returning and just being able to what put my phone down and continue a conversation, pay attention to what's, it's just impossible. It's just absolutely impossible. Knowing, I guess the, the, that she probably was needing me or having this, you know, that not just her, but the people with her, my parents, um, my husband, you know, would be kind of waiting for me to come back. Now, now that she's in this state, there's a sense of like, well, mum will be back soon. So, you know, we can then um, work on this together, I guess. So that, you know, not only can my plans no longer be ad hoc and like I said, have that sense of freedom and spontaneity and being carefree, but it's when I do get the chance to go out, it's, I'm checking my phone at any, at any point in time, I might have to drop everything and come home. Um, I, I feel the need to check back in because I'm so aware of what she needs all the time. So if I don't check back in, it just, there's this guilty sense that I've completely abandoned her. Um, and I, what's really important to me as well is to know that the people that are with her, with her are not struggling. And I don't think that is the experience that a non-default parent would have because I, I guess as a non-default parent, you are... You, you you assume you have this assumption that the other person's got it covered or that it's covered anyway. So um, it, when you are the default parent, you are the one that's got it covered. And so to leave people and you step out of that, 
you know, having a sense that they might be struggling because let's be honest, you know, babies are not easy, toddlers are not easy. So there's going to be a, there's going to be an element of struggle for anyone who's left behind with her is something that I find really difficult to part with and just be carefree and go out and, and come home when I feel like it versus when I have to. Um, so that that's part of the issue as well. And I guess the other thing that I thought about was that with the best of intentions, it's reinforced by society. It's reinforced by even work, you know. Um, workplaces tend to, you know, you, 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 you know who the default parent is without, without having to be present in a, in a person's home. You know who your colleagues are that are the ones, you know, calling the schools to check, you know, when the kid's in sick bay. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Maybe I sound really old. <laughs> um, you know, you know, the parent who has to drop everything and leave because the kid has to go home sick or whatever it might be. You know who the default parents are in your workplace. Um, and my workplace is really understanding of me. And, you know, and I know that the experience of a default parent is that it, there is a bit of an assumption that if your kid is sick, you'll be the one to leave. Childcare will most likely call me um, because they know that I'm I will make it's not like I'm in more of a position to drop everything and leave but I guess people understand it more coming from me being the default parent and it, I just make it happen I just make it happen no matter what if I have to walk out of you know something really important if I have to cancel an appointment for myself um I will I will do that because I just I just there's no alternative to you know I'm 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 absolutely kind of the first and last resort in that sense so um you know when I have when I have an appointment for myself for example I have to plan whether or not I can bring her with me and if I can get her covered can someone else be with her when the non-default parent has an appointment that is not a question that is in their mind because again it's assumed that someone else was will have it sorted so look here's the thing unlike all my other episodes where I kind of have like here are some ways that you can be kind to yourself and help yourself I just feel like in this situation I am I am not venting but I'm I'm here with you because it's really it's a situation that's actually hard to get out of in my in my opinion I had a little look um, I had some a read of some blogs that were like how to how to stop being the default parent, and there were things like you know start delegating, write to do lists, and I'm like yeah, but okay that makes sense in the sense that you can somewhat offload, but you are still in charge. You are still when you delegate, it's because you are still in charge of the thing getting done, but you are handing the task over to somebody else. No one has to hand me tasks. No one has to tell me, you know, like I, no one delegates anything to me because I, I have to mentally be on top of it. So having to delegate, having to put together a to-do list, having to give that task to somebody else still puts you in a position of being the default parent. What happens when that task is finished? What happens when that to-do list is done? You're still having the one to think ahead and you're still the one that has to kind of, I don't know, plan for the next things that need to happen you know when it comes to the baby or whatever it might be so I just think it's a to to talk about how to be how to 
get out of the role of being the default parent once you're in it. I think it is really, really, really difficult without having this sense that you're abandoning your child, which I can't do because I've thought about it before, you know, well, how to stop being the default parent is I won't announce when I'm going to go have a shower. But who's who could potentially be harmed if that happens? Obviously, in my crazy mind, I am, you know, making the situation much more intense than it needs to be. But if I were to say, in order to not be the default parent, I'm going to stop announcing when I need to go and have a shower, the only potential, the only potential person at risk is my child. If I were to say, well, you know, I'm going to stop um, thinking ahead when it comes to, you know, when we go out, her food or her snacks or whatever, the one that suffers is her. So it's kind of like if I abandon that role, once I'm in it, I'm in it. If I abandon that role, I just, I feel like my daughter is the one that suffers. I saw a, a, a beautiful man on, um, I think it was on TikTok, I can't remember, but this beautiful man who was talking about how to how to support the default parent. So he's obviously acknowledged that he's not the default parent and he was basically saying, you know, these are the things that you can do if you know you're not the default parent. So he was saying, you know, when you come home from work, for example, um, don't just start doing a task because often what happens with default parents or the non-default parent is that they will come home and even if their attempt is to be useful and, and helpful and take some load off the default parent, you know, around the house that say they'll, they typically will take on a task that doesn't give the default parent any relief. So I'm still doing the same thing that I've done all day while the non-default parent comes and does something else in the house. And so he was saying, instead of doing that, show that you notice what needs to be done and then ask the default parent, what would you prefer me to do? And again, you're still in a position of being the default parent. You're still in the position of being in charge in that sense, but it is it's nice to not have to think about it at least. So anyway, like I said, I don't really know how to get out of it because I feel like once you're in it, you're in it. Um, I just think it's about working with your partner and the people around you on how to manage it, I guess. I don't know. Honestly, like I said, this episode's a little bit of a downer because I don't really have 10 tips to be kind to yourself. It's just fuck with a default parent like how do we how do we navigate that and I think the best thing to do is have those honest conversations with your partner and just go this is how I feel and these are the things that I think you could do to help me not feel so frustrated in this role I don't think you can escape the role necessarily did you hear the train just beep so yeah I just want to remind you to trust your gut as usual be kind to your pooch happy days enjoy being the default parent if you're in it with me you know, once this baby comes out, I will have a wine with you. Um, have a good one and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.